When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening, welcome to the mid- Midweek Fix. It's me, Chris Brack, and it's him, Kev O'Sullivan, with his nice new shiny face. Mm. How are you doing, Kev? New shiny face. Yeah, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I, look, I'm down to, like, at this thing at the minute where I'll try anything to get a win. It's like, I'll wear the same jumper if we won in that jumper before. <laughs> we lost against Forrest Wright. I'm going to have a shave, get rid of the beard, and we'll try that this time. But no, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm looking forward to... Tomorrow night, after I watched the rake of games tonight, to be fair, I was flicking between all of them. Um, yeah, the uh, what did the Juventus game test? Sure, I forgot to check that. Did 4 3 in the end. Uh, I settled on the Dortmund one, and in fairness, it was it was probably one of the better nil nils that I've watched in a while up until it got to 70 minutes, and they both decided we're going to do an Austria Germany from the 1982 World Cup. and we're just going to leave here with a draw. Thank you very much. Suits us both. Yeah, is that your burner account there, Buzz of Fans, asking who's the young man on the right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, so uh, Juventus are, out, are already out of Europe, which is uh, probably a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, but there was a story that broke today, apparently, that um, the Italian prosecutors have charged Juventus with improper uh, conduct on uh, transfer dealings. and Who'd have thunk it? Improper... Improper uh, declarations on loan fees. Isn't that what they've yeah. done for well, Arthur Nello for? The, yeah. Uh, well, that it's going to go to court next year, early next year. So we'll see where it goes with that. But yeah, yeah look. So, um, so in other news, Dortmund and City are both through. George City, both of them. City top yeah. group, Dortmund guaranteed second. Yeah, Celtic out. Uh, Celtic out, uh, they won't even make Europa League. Um, nope. And I actually think um, Leipzig are through because I, I couldn't. Cause they yeah, they were they beat they beat Madrid. Timo Werner scored a lovely goal, really yeah. lovely goal later. Um, but yeah, they're through as well, I think. And I think the game to watch next week is Group E, isn't it? Chelsea are through. Milan are second on seven. Salzburg are third on six points. Milan versus Salzburg, last game of the group. Well, the reason we're here is because we are hoping that tomorrow night our group is settled, done and dusted, and we ain't got to worry about what happens next week. Otherwise, yeah. the, all eyes in Europe will be on Anfield. Yeah. <laughs> and awesome. quite honestly, I hope it's not. No, no, no. That's also best to talk about Liverpool, haven't we? Yeah, we may as well. <laughs> we may as well. I mean, in fairness, there's been a lot going on today. I woke up this morning to, be, to, be, to, see, to see that Michael Edwards was going to Manchester United. 
which everyone's and, believed. Um, and Sky was falling in. Yeah, Mel Reddy's defunct that, though, isn't she? Yeah, she has. Sorry, she has. But it was an eye opener to see um, how many people were willing to believe it, all on the strength of a few ITKs. Well, it's, I mean, it's what's, a it's lot what's of people these days, look silly it? today. Yeah, but a lot of people look silly today on the back of that. Arsenal, Arsenal for life says, "Wow, Kev looks unrecognisable, just like Liverpool this season." I don't know if that's a compliment or, or not. To be <laughs> I think that's a backhanded slap across the face, but I'll take I feel, it. I feel like it is. So, right. So let, let's talk about Ajax then. So, yeah. From the press conference, it sounds like they've been getting a bit of stick as well because I think they've been a bit erratic by their standards of comfort. Well, the local press are saying for them, which is they've won their last game. two, but they're mm. against mid-table sides, and I think they won it. They won their last two games a combined 11-2 or 11-3, something like that. But ever since the game at Anfield, they've been on a really dodgy run. They're still top of the league, but it's um, PSV are, them and PSV are really, really tight. And um, yeah, I think this, the thing is they are in the middle of a massive rebuild and it's they have sold an awful lot of top talent and they're betting in new players, you know, yeah, they, they've got some recognisable names that we knew going into the first leg against us, but there was an awful lot of unknown quantities as well. You know, the likes of Kudus. Um, Kudus played well. Yeah, Broby, 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 he was another one, a striker. Um, Phillips in midfield was one I'd never come across before. Um, Bassi at centre-back, never come across him before. So they're you know key positions, and they were betting in key players. And you look at the players that they lost in Haller, you know, who was on fire last year for them. So mm. they were always going to be a bit erratic. But the thing is with Ajax, they're very similar to Celtic Rangers in the respect that the fans expect, you know, absolute perfection, dominance in the league, and be competitive in Europe and go into the knockout stages of the Champions League. So look. <laughs> Sleeping dragon without the beard and the glasses. Kev. Literally didn't recognize Kev. Literally forgot my glasses in work on today. So inside of my desk, inside yeah. of my desk in my workshop, is my glasses. Yeah, and I'm half blind. Without Kev can't see anything. He's just making this up as he goes along. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I can, I can see small little bits. Like Kieran be there sad about. It absolutely was a yeah. very important thing for men, especially. You know, and something that we get men get squeamish about, and you know, check yourself. You know mm. what I mean? Every day, have a little feel. If something doesn't feel right, phone your GP. Just your daily bit of health advice. But look, it is serious. And Seb Haller, we just wish him a speedy recovery. And it's really important that when something like you see something like this happen, that guys especially take the advice and you know. If something's not right, go and see a doctor about it. Earlier the better. It is. It is. Right. So let's go into the team news then. So, so, so the, uh, we both saw the precedent, my, uh, yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on YouTube. So, um, Virgil was, I mean, the Virgil one well, will gloss over because I'll be honest, he just said very much stock standard in two answers. Nothing really exciting there. Uh, Klopp seemed fairly chipper, I thought. It seemed all right. It seemed his usual self. Um, yeah. Um, he, yeah. Go on. Sorry. I said, you know, so it brought out, you know, I think the, the remark that seems to have got a few people 
wound up is we've got no Cater or Chamberlain next week. No shock. Uh, he said, yeah. but they're not on the squad because we didn't expect them back this time soon, which has then brought up the whole conversation about the medical department because we don't have a, mm. officially a club doctor. It's being covered by a couple of people in the in the medical team. So, you know, we've got medical people there, just not an official club doctor. And it's one of them. I wasn't too bo- surprised when they weren't named in the squad because I thought the Dolphins have injuries they've got. They think of the touch and go to make any games. I mean, and even now, Kater, he's only training two days ago. Two days, so, yeah. So he's not he, even even if he was registered, he wouldn't have played in this game. Might have made the bench for Napoli. Chamberlain, he's on the bench, but Klopp has already hinted he doesn't really seem great uh, fitness wise. I think he's a few weeks away. So I'd say um, he's at least three weeks away. The thing is, he hasn't kicked a ball in anger in a long time. We don't know the extent of the injury that he had. It's never been declared, you know, fully. We know the Ox one's a bad hamstring. The, the yeah, the Ox one we was a hamstring. Kate, we don't know what it is. We just know it's no, a muscle injury, which yeah, could be anything. Could be anything. Could be anything. And the thing is, if he's not been able to do the gym work that others have, then it's, it, you know, if he's been literally touching grass for the first time in two weeks, yeah, he's joining now in first team training, he's still going to be, at best, at the absolute outside best, might get a place on the bench next next week. Well, ne- no, but next week against Napoli, if you were that desperate, you know what I mean? He mm-hmm. might have been available for the bench and maybe might have got 10 minutes out of him. But the truth of the matter is, when we had to name the squad, you looked at the Ox- at the Ox's injuries and you thought, okay, you know how long this great hamstring takes. You know how long it takes to get back. So is he going to be available for the last two games? Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. And he still is probably not. Yeah, he was on the bench against Forrest, but when he came on, he was anonymous. And that's not his fault. It's just, look, he's yeah. just not ready. He wasn't ready, you know? So, And neither of them are players who are renowned for coming back early from injury. Yeah. Some, play- yeah, that's some, players, you, some players, you know, if they say four to six weeks, some players just, they just can't get back quicker. It's just, just a fact of life. Some can, you know, we got Trent back a lot earlier than we expected, which yeah. is helpful. So, Malcolm, are you, are you, is Mal- Malcolm, are you heading into work at seven? Is seven ten in the morning in Brisbane where he is at the minute? His girlfriend is like probably sat next to him, telling him all kinds of ways to shut up. So, yeah, how's it going there, mate? James Stevenson, hope we don't play Oxford and Abbey. We need that injury free so we could offload them in January. I mean, that'd be the dream, but it's because uh, they're not going to get used, but. I don't think anybody wants him. Uh, I mean, if I was Cater's advisor, I'd be saying, sit tight, mate. Go, go and have you pick your clubs in the summer. Why wouldn't you? And I think. Oxford yeah, if you're same. if you're advising him, then yeah, you would. If you're his agent, then unless an offer comes in that look, it's Super now or true. never type of offer. The you know if this club probably won't come knocking in in the summer for you, you might as well take it now. Then you know you never know. But I mean. The squad, from what I can see, Ibu comes back in. I don't think he plays them. No, no, no. But he comes back into the squad, and it's more or less the same squad that played against Forrest, I think. Well, I think Nunes is back. He said Nunes is trained. Yeah, Nunes, yeah Nunes and Ibu come in. But other than that, it's more or less the same. So, yeah. I mean, we'll talk with Lanza, but I'd expect Nunes to start because I think the way Klopp was talking pre-match yeah. for Forrest, he was saying... 
if this game had been Sunday or Monday, he probably would have featured. Would have been fine, yeah. He said, he said, or even he said, this game's just the, the time of the game was just too early for him to yeah. be fully ready. So, if he was touch and go for Forest or touch and go for a yeah, Sunday game, fine. then he should be fine for Tuesday. I understand why we don't risk him. Tiago's not travelled in an ear infection. He don't tend to be able to fly with one of them. Fingers no. crossed, he should be fine for Leeds. Matip still out with this calf injury. Don't know how long he'll be. And obviously the other three, Jota Diaz and Mello, are all long term. Long term, uh, yeah. Uh, Ramsey, I don't think he travelled, did he? So no, I would, assume, I would assume he's got to do a bit more under twenty three football just to it'd get be, himself. It'd be interesting to see if Ramsey might be in. Oh no, he's probably too old, isn't he, for the under nineteens? Uh, probably is. Yeah. Um, Ra- Ramsey might get his first start against uh, Derby. Oh yeah, that, that might be that be... might be the game. That might be the game to at least get him. A, I wouldn't be a bit surprised minutes. if the results go well tomorrow night, and we get we get what the result that we need tomorrow night that Ramsey plays against Napoli mm-hmm. the week after. I'd be I wouldn't be surprised. You'd like things so, because I think that is the game yeah. to rotate because realistically we've got to get there get, first. So. We've got to get there first. And we're, we're, we're not really going to get top spot, are we? Yeah. No, I mean, that's just not going to happen. I mean, well, saying that, no, it's not. Let's be honest. Well, no, the only way it works is I, th- I think it has to work on we beat Ajax, and I think we have to beat Napoli four by four at Anfield to go on the head-to-head. Yeah. I don't see yeah. Napoli conceding four. No. Well, even, if we, even if we play our strongest 11, I think that'll be a hard ask to say to beat yeah, them four. Let's be, by let's four be, let's be honest. Let's be clear. They're, they're the most informed side at the moment. In, they're the most in, informed side in Europe that I've seen. They're the best side in Europe that I've, that I've watched this season by, by a, a good margin as well. They're on fire at the minute, you know, and we learned to our expense in the first week uh, that this Napoli side are no joke. Yeah, uh, and sometimes sometimes they make a good point. Uh, Ajax will will need to win by two goals really to get a better head to head against us. There is that. Yeah. I mean, there is a there is a world where we could actually lose both games and still qualify. But to be honest, I don't really, I really want to go into that go world. There. I really I don't, don't really want to go there. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, could I be really asked, don't, don't want to go there. <laughs> no, well, but Sam Sam is right in what he says because it goes head to head first before it goes yeah. to goal difference. So um, lineup wise. I would say there are a couple of positions that I think are dead certs. So I'll tell you who I think are dead certs, and then we'll talk about where the debate position. Now, I don't, I'm going to say Salah's a debate, but it's not that he starts. I think it's where he where? starts. So I think Allison starts. Yeah. Trent will be right back because he was rested at the weekend and come back from injury. Gomez and Van Dyke because the only yeah. other option is, is Nat Phillips. Um, and then I think the two holding mids, it probably has to be Fabinho and Henderson because. Yeah, it does, yeah. What either you put a youngster in, you know, and Curtis Jones got slated at the weekend. That was his first. There game is an argument to play minutes. Milner for an hour. There is. I'm not but a fan of Milner. Stuff. I, I, no. I'm not a man of fan of it. To be honest, I think he's better coming off the bench. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But needs most in some sense. It's, so it's I, one of those because I think because of the lots. situation of the group and the result that we need to get out of tomorrow night. This is where I look. I. I I hate to say that Klopp could do a madness, okay? But I don't think either of us have picked um, an 11 and been absolutely spot on. No. You know, so it's it's mental, really, where this could go. I mean, Robertson started left back, yeah? I think he'll go with Fabinho and Henderson in the middle of the park. This is a game that we got to get something out of. So 
Yeah. And, and it probably protects, it gives the both of them the best chance to build up some kind of form because Fabinho wasn't, he was, look, he was poor against Forrest, but he wasn't helped by having Curtis next to him. And it didn't do Curtis any favor sticking him in a six for the first time ever in his first mm. start in God knows how long. It did him oh. absolutely no favors. And neither of them had any faith in each other where they needed to be. So I could definitely see Henderson and Fabinho starting. And you sort of now, got the impression from Klopp's press conference, he was all saying um, it was a bit of a mad game. He said, you know, we lost players late. He said, and I also have players in the squad who I was told could only play 20 minutes. Yeah. Which is probably Oxford Chamberlain. That might have also been the Trent, because I've seen obviously quite a few asking, well, you know, why do you not start Trent Henderson because of the injury? Maybe, again, maybe there's sports science behind the fact there's the carrying knocks or Trent's just back from an injury. You can't do back to back until he's yeah. to a certain level. Uh, Jonathan saying, it's three of Ringers close top of the groups. There's a 75% chance we get Bayern, PSG, or Real Madrid in the knockout stage. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, just want to be in there. Yeah, to be honest, you want to be in it, and it's like anything. And we've seen we've seen this. We've been foul of this. We've also worked in our favour where February's a long way away, and form could be a lot different. You know, in February we could be flying, and Real Madrid could be absolute dog shit. <laughs> you yeah, you mean? don't know. And you've had and you've had the flip where we've been flying out of groups, and then you get to February and we're we're, we're in, in a, a real mire. So we're in a, we're in a mire. Then it's it's like you know a real t- where Inter Milan Inter Milan a few years ago with the Gerrard game. Became a really tough game because Inter Milan were flying and we we just got knocked out by Barnsley in the mm. FA Cup, so it's hard to really um, judge it yet until you get to February. Look, if we if we keep playing like we have been playing this season, I don't think it matters who we play because we, we haven't been playing well enough. Seems so, a lot of the lads in the chat saying about um, Curtis starting. How how would you line up the front four then? Assuming we do play a four two three one or a version of it. First of all, so I'm assuming I'm assuming. Robertson starts left back. Yeah, because he's he's back to full fitness now. You would think. I mean, look, Simicast starts. It's no real problem with it because he he did well in the home game. But I'm assuming Robertson will start. I think you try and go as strong as possible. I've been debating this in my head because part of me thinks you've got to play Firmino with ten. But I mean, it's a lot of back to back games, and I wondered how much he can cope with that. Uh, speaking with, I, I met, I bumped into Neil Ackerson from the Alfie Rap uh, after the women's game. And we should have just a general chit-chat about Liverpool. And he mentioned something I thought, which I thought I've not seen before, is trying Elliot on the left just to something different. A, just to see if it works. You know, he's naturally left-footed and it's a way of giving us a bit of, a bit of width and he's a bit more experienced than Carvalho because you've said to me some problems with Elliot on the right is because he cuts in, he makes it very narrow, which if Trent's flying, you're great, but Trent's not flying. He's not in good. He's not been in great form at the moment, so... Whether he'll throw it in for an Ajax game, I'm not sure. I think he might go Elliot Wright, Firmino in the middle. I think he might go Jones left and South in the middle. I'm debating whether Nunes starts. That's the one I'm debating with Nunes. If he's fit enough, I'd start Nunes left, but it's how fit he is. I'd quite like Nunes to start because before the little niggle, he was he'd done well in the last two games. I could see a case for starting Curtis on the left, um, Harvey on the right. Flip him in game if you want to, and put Darwin and Salah up top. The thing no, is, Ajax are the kind of side. I don't think Ajax will park the bus. I 
it's not a case that I don't think they're capable of it. I just don't think it's their in, in their instinct to do it. And especially yeah. at the at the Cruyff Arena, it's full house. It's going to be absolutely hopping. It's going to be absolutely hopping. The atmosphere in there is going to be intense, and they're going to push their players forward. And you want space for Salah and Darwin Nunes to play in. I think mm. this is the kind of game that would suit Salah through the middle as opposed to a Nottingham Forest who are playing, you know, four across the back, five in the middle, and basically eight, nine behind the ball, and there is absolutely no space to work in. Where I was screaming for him to get out and onto the wing. I think this one is the kind of game that Salah should be through the middle with. Uh, and I would put Darwin up top. Have Bobby on the bench as your option. I also think it yeah. does Carvalho a favour as well, because I think I think Carvalho's done well for Liverpool, but I think he's looked better at the moment off the bench. He's a young player. Yeah. I, I don't think we'll quite balance with Elliot and Carvalho in the same eleven at the moment. The young player, mm. so you know, it, it take it takes time to get into the size of it. And also the pressure shouldn't be on them to do li- deliver at their age. They should be coming in and being part of the squad and impacting. Yeah. And I think Carvalho at the moment with his at- attributes just suits being an impact sub at the an moment. Which is not, sub, yeah. Which is, it's not a bad thing because you know I think we've yeah. off the bench. He's done really well for us. Uh, James Stevens says, "Do we go back to four three three if we put Curtis in the middle?" It's a, that, it's an option. It's that, definitely an option. It is an option. It seems to be that um, Klopp's decided. Um, it's almost like he, he sort of been the four three three. It's this four four two or four two three one. It's almost like that's the way he wants to go now because. It might have been easy to do a four to three again, Nottingham Forest with the injuries we had, and he decided yeah. against it to still stick to the way he wants to play. So maybe it's because it's a way of drumming it in, and that's sort of like the, the training on the pitch. So yeah, I mean the thing is, you could with with the eleven that I've said, if you play Curtis, Darwin, Salah, and Harvey as a front four, that gives you options to change it in game. If you want to go four three three, you can. If you want to go four four two, four two three one, there's a lot of different ways you can change those eleven in within the structure of the game, depending on where we are in the game. So, I mean, there is another case for starting Bobby and putting Darwin out on the left, but I, you know, I prefer to see Darwin through the middle. To be honest, I think. And also how his pace and the havoc that he's capable of creating in that kind of atmosphere, you know. The other concern with Bobby is, will that be six, seven games back to back? Yeah, started. No, no, no. So I think you're right. With that. I feel, I feel like that's it. Might be a game too far. You know, I mean, if Ibu had been back a bit sooner, I think it would have been a time to pull pull Gomes out for for a little bit. Yeah, you know, which is what we did. Really, we always did really well last year with Karate and Matapiz. Swap them at the right times, you know. Yeah. Oh, have the option. Sam Tandis gives a team of Ali, Trent, Gomez, Van Dyke, Robertson, Fabian Hendo, Jones off the left, Salah on the right, and he's gone with Firmino and Nunes for the middle. So, um, so I think one different for you. So he's got um, Elliot on the bench. Yeah. Wade's gone for let's see, Ali, VVD, and Gomez, Trent and Costas as fullbacks, uh, Hendo and Fab, Harvey Jones, Bobby and Salah. Okay, so we've got Nunes going yeah. to the bench. So, all very similar. I mean, look to us, there aren't yeah. too many options. I don't think the options do. are there. That's the thing. If you're looking at what you can do off the bench, I think having someone like Bobby in your back pocket 
with Carvalho in your back pocket. Ibu would come off the bench to see it out if need be. You've got Costas or Robert, depending on who you start to come on. And you've got Milner to come on as well to shore it all up. So, yeah, Eunice is out there. Hi, guys. I know a lot about IX, and that ground can be bouncing and quite ominous if we show a shocking first time. And it's very true. It's one of the most, it's probably one of the best grounds in Europe for me. You know, it's it's ver- it's still virtually a new stadium. I don't know if the roof will be closed or not. I if the roof is closed, the noise levels in there. I mean, I watched the Dortmund game tonight, and the noise at uh, uh, that Dortmund's grandman was unreal from start to finish. It was summit to see. Seriously, it's definitely on my bucket list of stadiums I'd love to go to. But the Ajax Arena is definitely another one. I mean, the, the one thing when I was looking up a bit about this fixture. It's amazing to me how two clubs with 10 European Cups between them have avoided each other like the plague in this competition for so long. It's only our sixth competitive meeting with them. Yeah. Fourth in the Champions League and one one draw and one lost one coming into tomorrow night. Yeah. I mean, the only time we beat them was in the old European Cup, I think. Yeah, 1965. Think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, right. We lost, we lost uh, five one. I think that five was one. the infamous game in the fog, and then we drew two two at Anfield. Yeah, because uh, I mean, overall, Liverpool's record against uh, Dutch sides is actually pretty decent. We do seem yeah. to have done well over the years over Dutch sides. You know, this is not me. Hopefully, it's not me jinxing it. But are you confident with this, or how are you feeling? I am. Because I must I'm admit, confident. The reason I'm confident is because look, Nottingham Forest result aside. The performance, we did enough in that game to get a result. Yeah, there were, you know, Carvalho had a scuff shot and a couple of half chances, but Virgil really should have had two, arguably three. Mm-hmm. You know, and if that game had finished 4 1, you'd have been coming out singing it like absolutely delighted. Nine points from six, from three games in six days uh, on the back of a trouncing up in Scotland. And you're you're buzzing, you're you're delighted with life. The result put a massive downer on everything, but the performance Which, wasn't reflective yeah. of the pure vit, visceral negativity that you're seeing coming, especially online, on the back of it. The performance wasn't good enough, granted, but it wasn't a case the forest won went you know, got the three points and played us off the park. It was the absolute opposite of anything like that. You know, uh, what's making it any other game, VVD scores a hat-trick. It was just one of those days. And you have to put it down to that because there's no point in dwelling on it. It's, no. it's done, it's dusted. But you can, under, I, you can understand the few, you know, they are bottom of the league. Oh, yeah. They're, not, they're not in great form. And we've had a few of those. It's one of those days. Yeah. And at, at some point, it's going to go from it's one of those days to we just haven't been, in my opinion, we haven't been we, clinical we, enough. In we haven't. And, and that's fair. We haven't been clinical enough. But when you're not getting chances, that's when you can really hit the panic button. We did get chances and there were good mm. chances, do you know? And it's like, I get where people are coming from. I get the anger, especially with the way the results panned out for us in the weekend. It's sickening. Uh, but going into tomorrow night, 
result aside, the performance, the performances that we've put in and the shifts that we've put in in the last four games, you know, I'm looking at that IX side. It's young. There's a couple of experienced heads in there, a daily blend and, you know, classing. But in general, it's um, it's under the cosh. You know, it's, there's a lot of pressure on this IX side. And uh, there's a few of them who've definitely had their heads turned. The likes of um, Julian Timber will be definitely one that's had his head turned. Oh, you've been for... dancing. You've been dancing. I know, yeah. Yeah, I've been to do that. But yeah, he, he's definitely one that's had his head turned. And I wouldn't, you know, Bergwijn has gone back to Holland and he's big fishing a little pond again. And he's doing well. But Kudus another one who's probably going to be all on, you know, be one of yeah. these players who's going to be touted for a move next. He's Phillips, he's I was impressed with, but he's injured, so which is handy. Um, yeah. So Sam Tandy saying, if we defend like majority of the time we've done in the last few games, we should get at least a draw. And in my opinion, Ajax will have an attack, so we can hit them on the counter, which is is a fair one. Uh, Jack's asking, is a one 0 defeat the end of the world? How would it work with a head to head? Well, if we lost one, off. yeah. If it if it was, we'd be. Well, if we level, finish we? level on points at the end of the group, it goes down to the goal difference head to head. Which so IX need to beat us by two clear goals. Yeah, well, they'd score two, we've scored two. So then, yeah, yeah, but IX would still have to. They'd have to win. smash Rangers. They'd have to they'd smash, have to smash Rangers. Rangers by at, more than what we did. Yeah, by at the moment, uh, I'll go to plus six. There's is. Minus four, so they've got to get a 10 goal. So they'd have to win both games, also lose both, and get a 10 goal swing going their way if it's a one they'll win. So basically, you have to smash it. Rangers now. <coughs> no, Eunice, as far as I know, the um away goals don't come into it in European don't. competition anymore. No, they've got away goals. It would they? literally be goal difference between the two sides, and then it would go down to overall goal difference. But look, I still think we have enough to get a positive result. I still think we have enough to go and beat them. You know, truth be told, I look at that 11 that, that I said. Yeah, Curtis is coming back from a knock. There's still enough experience and know-how and goals in that in that 11, plus what you have options off the bench, to be able to, to, go, to, to go to Amsterdam and get a positive result and get a win. You know, if we can go there, get an early goal, that puts huge pressure on them. And we're well capable of it. You know, as long as we don't do something stupid, we'll be fine. No, it's no gifts and no silly early goals. Yeah, uh, exactly. Which is, let's be honest, we've been we've been gifted. Well, the last game at Anfield, that we gave up. We gave up three efforts, which had one on target, which was the goal. Hmm. You know, I think we had some like twenty odd shots, and uh, ten of them were on target. We played really well on the night. We created plenty of chances. Two one took, we, You know, two, two, two one. Two one flattered bit. flattered them. It was a three or a four of it was a three or a four one game. Do you get me? You know, it was I think we should have been a lot more comfortable in that game than we were. And I think a lot of that was down to the form that we were in. And bearing in mind at the time they were flying. They were in flying form and people were genuinely worried with them coming coming to Anfield that they'd turn us over because we were in horrendous form at the time. Yeah. Especially on the back of the performance against Napoli. You know, so yeah, and with Kieran B. As long as we don't lose, I don't care how we get the result, just get it. And pretty much of that of that ilk. It just takes the pressure yeah. off the Napoli game because after Napoli we've got Tottenham away. And I'll be honest, you'd like to be able to 
I think it's important, yeah. Almost go, the Napoli game, to a slot, like I said, doesn't matter. We can actually, anyone we've worried about, we we, we save for Tottenham because three points away at Tottenham is going to be more important. Yeah. Um, I, I get what you're saying about us getting a, you know, you can see us getting a win and, you know, when you look at the sides, at the moment, I just can't predict a little away win. Because oh yeah, it's it's not going you, to be easy. Don't you can't see you can, we've only, the only away game we've won is Rangers, and I'll be mm. honest. Although we smashed Rangers in the end, that first half was proper. <laughs> it was very ropey, and again yeah. we did the same thing. Loud crowd, get them up for it, and give them a soft goal in the first ten minutes. You know, we can't really be doing stuff like I, that. So. I, I just can't see a, a situation that unless we completely totally collapse in ourselves, that we don't get a result. Can't see it. This is not the IX of three, four years ago with the young and you know delict that you know delict and all of them boys that were in it. You know, it's not that side. You know, they've got a couple of young, good, talented players. They've got some pace up front, but it's absolutely nothing that we haven't seen. And it's not it's not brand new to the to us now because we've seen it. We've seen mm. it firsthand at, at, at Anfield, and that's sometimes can be tricky when you're playing against a side that you've never played against. That's why I looked at the at Rangers and you can be a bit nervous because it's like you don't come up against these if you've never played them before, you don't know what you're going to get. But once you've played them in the first the first leg, you pretty much know what you're going to get. So there should be no shocks in anything that turn up tomorrow night. We know that they they're decent, they're good on the ball, they've got some good passing midfielders and pace up front, but they will give you chances in behind. They will give you spaces. And we are, they're not as dominant in the air from set pieces as we are. No. We, we have, have to be able to get a win there tomorrow. We can also with uh, Mo Salah uh, chipping in more goals. I mean, he is our all-time lead goal scorer in the Champions League with, yeah. I think it's 41 now, isn't it? So yeah. I think he's three short of Didier Dromper's record, which is 44. So, if he gets another four goals, he'll then be the uh, also an African goal scorer in uh, Champions League football as well, which would be, uh, be quite another, another, another feather in his cap. Yeah, and he scored five goals in his last three games in the Champions, in the League, Champions so. League. Yeah, the Champions League, he's actually in, in better form, definitely better form than he's in the league at the moment. But I think a lot of it is because in the Champions League, he's, he's coming space. up against sides who you can get space in against. And even when he came on against Rangers, he looked like he had uh, his chest out and a bee in his bonnet and something to prove. You know, mm. and you know, I think tomorrow night, he, him and Darwin, if they play up front as a pair, they will get chances. And even if one of them is having an off night, the other one won't. You, know, they'll play, you just hope that they'll play off, play with each other than rather than off each other. So... It's going to so. be one of it's going to be a fascinating game. Yeah, I think it will genuinely be. is. It's going to be a good one. So in the chat, what have we got for score predictions? Go on, Kev. What's the score prediction you're going for? I go for three one Liverpool win. Uh, Salah brace and Virgil to get one. Okay, I'm going for a pessimistic two two Salah and Nunes to score. I just as much as me heart says we're yeah, going to win three one. I... I just can't. I just don't. I can't hang my hat on the ball winning the away game at the moment. Don't do, don't do my blood pressure any good, mate. But no, won't, won't do my WhatsApps any good either with the abuse I get sent from you. And you just gone for a, a two-two. As if uh, I give you abuse, I don't. I'm the one that's sat there calming you down. I'm nice and calm. You're a honestly. drama queen, sharp. <laughs> I have a drama queen. To be fair, 
I'm quite calm once the game's over, but I can't. Um... You can't handle but... it when it's on. You're like, <sighs> I've never seen anyone watch a game of football and be as pessimistic as you. I know it wasn't like that last year, but they kept winning last year, so it was quite, it was quite easy. <laughs> it's because you knew what you were going to get last year. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this year, it is a bit like I don't know which Liverpool turns up. They turned what they did against City most weeks. You've got our boss sorted. Jack's gone for Jack's gone sorry for one one. Uh, Mega McCallum's gone for two one. Salah and Darwin. Kieran B's gone for two one to us. Virgil from the corner, the smiley face, and Darwin. Now is the Virgil from the corner for us or Virgil from the corner for them? Because it already was, it was quite good at both ends for that. Uh, James Hughes goes three one. Van Dyke can't score. Can't score. I can't read the rest of that out. But yeah, okay. And uh, Jonathan's gone two one Liverpool. All set for some Nunes madness. Yeah, I mean, listen, Nunes is. Um, I love watching him play. He's getting. It, he's just coming to his own before that little knock against. Yeah. West Ham. He's still raw, like, but he yeah. he does not cut it. He's but one of these. You something's always going to happen when he's on the pitch. Yeah, you know, he's, it's like you're always on the verge of him doing some or something falling for him or something happening, or him losing the rag or snapping into a tackle or getting on the end of a break or blocking a, a clearance or doing something, and he'll he can that kind of intensity can drag everyone else with him. Yeah. That exuberance and youthful exuberance that can drag everybody else with him, and uh, it's great. Bonner. It was great to see it. Yeah, Tom also on 2-0, Salah and Trent. Uh, Eunice is talking about, have we seen the teams we could get if we qualify You know, for top groups? I'll be honest, I worry about that when we get into it. Ultimately, we can't control that, so there's no point fretting over it. And yeah. You and me have both said, sides can look very different in February. You don't know what they're going to buy in January. You don't know what forms are going to go in, You know, as we saw with Mo Salah. Last year, up till December, he, he couldn't stop scoring. He couldn't hit a barn. He couldn't hit a barn door post Christmas. Sometimes it happens like that. So yeah, let's worry about. I think we worry about who you're going to play next round if we get there. So let's worry about getting there first. Yeah, let's just get there. And I think we will. I'd be I'd be shocked if we didn't. But you look at some of the sides that are going out tonight. I mean, Juventus. Avo saying one nil gone. Av- Avo's got one nil. Joe Gomez to break his duck. I think he predicts Joe Gomez to score every week. <laughs> some point it's going to happen. He has to go up for it's his It's going to happen at some point. I, th- I reckon Joe Gomez at some point, about 35 yards out, he's just going to twat one and is going to bang into the top corner. That's it's the even... kind of goal he's going to score. It's either going to go yeah. in off his arse or it'll be a banging 35 yarder from out of nothing. Or it's going to be like when Chelsea, Joe and Chelsea gave Canty a penalty when they'd won the league. <laughs> I mean, bless I him. He still, he, he, he still missed it and scored the rebound. I, I reckon he'd do a Maris. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, Maris. Yeah, Maris he's a, right. On the quiet, his, his pen record's not that good, is it? It's not, no. And he that was a poor one. That one tonight was so bad. You know, it was, wasn't even in the middle. You know, so if you're going to go down the middle, you go down the middle and you go high. You know, mm. so at least if the keeper dives, you're going to go over his trailing leg. It was to the side, and the keeper almost had to pull his hands back to stop it. It was the yeah. weirdest penalty I've, I've ever seen. It was almost like, I'm praying to God he goes the wrong way so that I can just get away with it. Uh, Bajan Pops has said, let's make it a mad 3-4 away win. Happy yeah. days. Happy days. <laughs> I was so, talking to Bajan earlier on, because uh, um, Ireland beat gosh. the West Indies the other day in the T20 World Cup, knocked the oh, West yeah, they Indies play. out. Yeah. They, play, they play England at... Five ends tomorrow, don't they? Yeah, they, yeah, I'm not going to bother with that. It's only the early rounds. So I'm not bothered with that. 
I enjoyed T20. Hope you're well, Bejan. Hope the weather is treating you good over there, buddy. That's uh, good. That definitely uh, better than it is here. I had the fire on tonight for the first time in ages. Thor's just said Joe Gomez is, is the new Rob Jones. Oh yeah, Rob Jones never scored for it. I mean, Rob Jones is a fabulous player though. <laughs> he was he was a fabulous fullback, Rob Jones. Just yeah, to, he was. Just unfortunate with injuries. He was brilliant. Yeah. Um you're just saying we might have to play Bajetic in the next games because Tiago's ear infection seems pretty bad. We'll see. I mean, I think when Klopp said, is he a doubt for the um these games? I think his reaction was, I hope not. So Yeah, I I just got this look, I've had ear infections before and I've had one actually when I was due to come on here one time and I couldn't do it. I had to pull out because I couldn't handle anything in my ear. But when I've had them before, that's been really bad. You know, three or four days, I was in absolute agony. had to get my ear drained, um, antibiotics, the full works. The idea of going on a plane, no chance on earth. Like, there was just no chance. And it's just unfortunate for the guy. But we're at home on Saturday night. You'd hope that after a week, antibiotics would kicked in and he'd be he'd be okay, you know. But at the minute, he's not able to train, so we just don't know. We we know that he wasn't seen in the training pictures, and I know from personal experience that if he needed hospital treatment that Saturday morning before the um, Forest game, you know, he was taken from the hotel to the to the hospital. You know it's serious. You know it's it's going to be really painful. It's short. Don't get me. You know it's not something that goes on for weeks and weeks and weeks. But it's short and it's um. It's, it's just a it's just unfortunate because of all the other players got out of the boat. Uh, Kev mm. Ball saying Klopp's comments on Ox and Naby shows the shambles at the minute. He was told they wouldn't be back for Champions League. So not back. The team with well, Cater's only two days into training, and what we we feel said he might make the bench against Napoli. So the Cater not being picked one doesn't seem that wild really yeah. and ox was back last week you know like you said he might be back for might be back for napoli so you were keeping the squad for by the looks at one game yeah. you know ox might get this one he might get 10 minutes here or there but probably not really gonna make a significant impact i wouldn't have thought plus for a, for a shambolic medical department they've got two players who should have been out for longer back a week or two before what they were expected to be but yeah the problem? Trent, trent's back soon soon than we thought as well, which is which is helpful. Trent was dumb know. luck. Trent was dumb luck. Make no mistake, because when I saw that ankle go at ninety degrees, I was convinced he snapped it. I was convinced that that ankle was snapped. Mm. It was dumb luck that that injury wasn't a lot more serious than what it was. Was the, the Diaz day, one? It was just a sore. It was just a sore ankle, and he was able to run it off a week later, a couple of days later. Fine. Well, the frustrating so, was that the Diaz one looked looked. Um, just looked like a dead leg. Oh, he just fell in. He'd be fine. And it's totally it's turned out to be a horror one. The thing yes. is, there's no way on earth you could remember when we had to submit the squad and the and the fact that at the time players were dropping left, right, and center. You couldn't take up two places in a squad in the hope that they might be back at some point. When you know in your heart of hearts that if Ox is we knew that Ox had a hamstring. And we knew it was a bad one. And it happened early in preseason. That's usually three months, give or take a week. He's back a week early, a week or two early. That's all. He's still nowhere, anywhere remotely close to match fit. Not a chance. And there is no way on earth that he was going to be 
put into a squad just in case he might be available for the last day, given the fact that the squad was way for thin as it was when it was mm. picked. So you couldn't have any luxuries or passengers. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know? I mean, I understand people's concern. I mean, it is. I do find it a little bit mad we're in nearly, you know, late October. We still don't have a cl- official club doctor. You kind of it's thought not- that would be pl- that would be planned a bit further ahead, and you must have known when the doctor was. And going. who? Yeah, I love that. Who should have been the ox off after that injury? Where? Where are you going to bin him off to? Well, it depends where the office. Uh, but anyway, more importantly, and Dicko. No, that's lazy comments, Kev. You're better than that. Yeah. Once someone had a, a, a hamstring injury that was going to keep him out until November, who in their right mind was going to take him? Nobody. Well, he says that Pay injury. Why? Does oh, he mean that's that injury? Lazy, Kev. I'm sorry, mate. Does he mean that or does he mean the, the knee one? That, when you say that injury, because I mean, that is the injury that crippled him. Anyway, more importantly, and Dicko's birthday. So, happy birthday, Lance. You'll be going, Kev, be nice. Happy birthday. Come on. I need to sing an happy birthday to Nova, mate. And I hope you had a good birthday, mate. And the fact that you're in here, sat here at uh, 10 to 11 on a Sunday, on a Tuesday night watching us. I'm sorry, bud. I'm sorry. <laughs> but happy birthday. I hope you had a few jars tonight. Fair play to you, lad. Yeah, and Yuri says, uh, I don't think it's down to just one doctor. There's a whole team behind it, which is true. Yeah. And, and the thing and is, you can the... say they're not doing it properly. I mean, look, we'd have to go through. When you, when, we for me, when you talk about club doctor, you're talking about a manager who runs the medical department. And mm. the one thing that I will say, people can call it a, the medical department of Shambles, left, right, and center. I want a medical department who's prepared to tell the manager the truth and mm-hmm. prepared to tell him what he needs to hear, not what the manager wants to hear. If, the, if you're telling the manager that a player is capable of playing 20 minutes, I want a medical department who can tell him that. They're strong enough to tell him that, and the manager listens. Because as soon as you have a weakness there, and the medical department, shit, I might lose my job. I better tell Jurgen Klopp what he wants to hear. And he plays Ox for 45 minutes, and he breaks down, and you're screwed. Hmm. You know, For me, a club doctor is not a club doctor in the old traditional the guy who runs on with a wet sponge. He's, a, he's the manager of the medical department. He's a guy who oversees the medical department. That's my what my impersonation is of what the club doctor's job is, you know. But the fact that if we don't have a club doctor and we're getting players back from injury early and they're training and they're going to be available earlier than what was expected, even if it's a couple of weeks, then they're doing their bloody job, you know. And maybe they need a, a, someone to come in and manage the department. Fine, but. It's so far down the the I give a shit a meter at the minute that I don't really fucking care that much. It just seems to be that it's the next thing to 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 grab onto that's negative that we got we all got to pile onto. It's like the Michael Edwards stuff today. Michael Edwards joining Manchester United. He is these bollocks. He was never going to join Manchester United. If he was going to join anyone, he would have joined Chelsea. He's already come out and said it. You know, through the media, it was the ideal position. It was exactly what I wanted. It's just too early. I needed a break. So he's going to take the break. Do you know? So, Ashiel's saying, on the flip side of the argument, is that the club isn't desperate and is working to find the right fits uh, for the new club doctor. That could also be the case. Maybe I think this will be the third one now in, in recent years, isn't it? Because we had the guy who went to, he moved back down to London. Went back to Palace, didn't he? Yeah. And then we this guy was 
he, I think he's the academy doctor, yeah. and he got promoted to being club doctor. And they said it was because of all the work he'd done during the COVID period. I think also, yeah. I don't know what he planned. That obviously the way he ran things during the COVID was very impressive. Uh, I don't know where he's gone now. He's obviously found himself a new a new role. So yeah, the thing is, you both. wonder as well how many of club doctors and stuff like that ended up going back into working in hospitals. Yeah, and during COVID times, and maybe just decided for a career change. I think they will. They'll in that they will get the right person. That's what ultimately they want. They and we have staff coming out for every position going in the club. Like, you know, I think we've invented jobs that were never ever involved in football before, and you yeah, know, yeah. we've got them. Our staff bill is huge, so John said, sure get, get it right. John, John said, "Get Grubblot to piss in the car in the doctor's office." I He's mean, pissed everywhere else, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Bajan saying to me, "We should get should get as a witch doctor who could give us some good fortune." I listen, it works. I'll take, take it. anything, mate. Take, take anything, anything at the minute. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just I I I'm fascinated by the willingness and the need for people to jump on everything that's down about everything and the willingness to believe it. I find that fascinating. It's in today's fan bit in in modern fan base i find that really strange you know i get where people's frustrations are with results and everything like that but plus football is everyone's release <sighs> isn't it it is a release yeah. for everyone and when when you when you have it you know hard week at work and then your team plays like shite sometimes it, it doesn't it help hard. i get that it doesn't help you yeah, know, no, but, yeah yeah dr phil oh god things yeah. aren't that desperate yet plus like let's be honest kev when we were much younger um we just mugs our mates about it, or you'd listen to the six or six phone phone and that'd be it then. Or you could have a little moan to yourself. It's yeah, very yeah, easy yeah. now just to tweet the tweet the first thought that comes to your head yeah. and a bit later go, Oh and I've done that. You tweet it angry and then go, Oh shit, no, that's that's wrong. You know, as in yeah. oh no, that's the wrong take. But that's just the way we're I just I mean, look, we're in a bit of we're in a spot, no doubt about it. Club, you know, we need bodies back, but at the minute you look at it, you think, okay, we've got three long term injuries now. Mm. Yeah, Mello, who I honestly think I can definitely see a case for that can contract being cancelled come January. Um, if, they're, if they're able to do it. I, I, I'd imagine there's I mean you see it quite a bit when players get serious injuries that can't that they'll come to some kind of agreement. Um Diaz and apparently I've seen pictures of him in and around Liverpool today, so he's out and about, he's walking around. He's not walking aided. He's not in a boot or anything. So, hopefully, after the World Cup, yeah, because he didn't need surgery. There was no we surgery, didn't need surgery, which is a good, which is a big bonus, yeah, which is a good thing. The Jota one's very quiet. The Jota one, yeah, that, I mean, which does make I, and and Klopp used that line. Was it well, like a good wife will just wait for him to come back with them? Yeah, you use that line when Van Dijk had quite a long injury, yeah. which makes you think. You you hope it's wrong, but you, your gut feeling is. Out the th- out the three, the Jota one sounds like a bit of a, a real kick in the teeth. Yeah, the Jota one I think is definitely one that might have to be addressed in the January window. It's a big January this thing. It, it, it is. I think there's definitely a case for making two signings in January for sure. Yeah, they can't. This we've we're, we're sick to the back teeth of saying that the squad needs help. Mm. And will we get it? I think though? there's. But I, I think there's know. going to be a case this this January because of the way. It was one thing I was when I was watching the match tonight, and I didn't realize it. The Premier League is the first one back after the World Cup. 
Premier League oh. is back a week after the World Cup final. The Bundesliga isn't back until the 25th of January. Mm-hmm. La Liga, I think, is back the week before New Year's or a couple of days before New Year's Day. The same as the French League. Bayern Munich are going to be in such a strong position come May, April, May, June. Yeah, yeah. To really go for the Champions League this year. I think it'll be a minor miracle for any Premier League side to win a Champions League this year, given the volume of football that they've A, played up until the World Cup. How deep the some clubs are going to have players going into the World Cup and the fact that when they come back, that bang, you're back at it again. I think everyone is every every club is going to be doing business in January. And we should be no except we we're not in a position now where you can turn your nose up at opportunities to add to your squad because you don't like signing players mid season. Sorry, that ship sailed. Should have done it in the summer when you had the chance and you didn't. You can't turn your nose up at, at an opportunity to do business in January when you're going to have to do at least, in my opinion, a hundred million pounds worth of business in this January and at least 150 million in the summer. And that's, to me, that is just going to be standing still money. That's Mm -hmm. not that it'll kick you on, but all it's doing is adding fresh legs to the squad that are desperately needed. It's not a case of like, we really needed something, you know, would have been nice to get something maybe last summer, not summer gone, but summer before it would have been nice. This summer we're like, yeah, we really do need that midfielder now. Now we're in the in the case of FSG, do something. Yeah, you, know, you have to do it now. There's no messing. You, you're you're past the stage now where fans will accept where you're trying to get to. But I mean, the people that, say, that rope people is really really thin now. Well, people of course say we don't have any saleable assets, which is. It doesn't matter. We've, we've got, got a, a massive amount of income coming into the club, and we haven't really invested heavily in transfer in transfer fees in a long time. Well, the last big transfer fee we did was probably Diaz, wasn't it? Last January. But that was fee. I'm talking about fees that weren't negated by sales. Mm-hmm. You know, where in the summer we spent 100 million, but we brought in an awful lot of money as well. January, we did it, but it was almost like you had no bloody choice because you would have lost a player. In general, we've sold really well and bought really well with the ability to go one more if we needed to, if if something really good came along. It never did. But now it's a case, you're going to end up overpaying for a couple of players here, but suck it up, Buttercup. You've got no choice. You've got to fucking buy these players now. You know, if you don't, if they don't, and we finish outside the top four, and back they teams. lose and start crying about the lost Champions League revenue, all on you. It's all on them. They have no choice but to do this business in January. It's vital. It's not mm-hmm. even an option now. It's vital. They've left it go two windows too long. Hello, but we'll see, we'll see if it happens. I'm scared. I- I, I can see it's pretty in January, but I have to see you. My, 
you may have had WhatsApps about this. I'm skeptical what type of player they're going to bring in in January. I hope it's a Diaz level player, but mm. it could also. If you're looking at a James Madison or something like that, who'll come in and add to your squad and add to your depth, you'd say, okay, I I take that mid season. Mm. I take Yuri Tillman's mid season. I take Caicedo if he was up for, you know, going for Brighton, depending on where, where and what's going on with Brighton. Because at the end of the day, the way things are going for that manager who's there now, you don't know if he's going to be there come January if results don't, don't improve. Yeah, Eunice is saying, uh, we, we've probably left it too late. Uh, we've got to suck it up now. He said, and this is table that Klopp and the owners, by the way. Bejan, Maddie won't cost a lot of money. He's not got long left on his contract. No, I mean, because he wanted keeps getting mentioned or rumoured as Zaha, isn't it? Because again, he's in, last, he's in the last year of his contract. Yeah, I can't see Will Zaha moving up north. I've, no, I don't I think had... so. I think, I think he'll go Chelsea. Chelsea well, actually, I, or Tottenham would suit him. Actually. I was talking, I was on um, with Joe last week and we were talking about him. And I wouldn't be surprised if he extends. I hope he extends for his mm. sake because I think Palace suits him. Um, he's He is the main man there. If he doesn't, I think he he could go abroad and play pretty much anywhere. Yeah, you know, kept ball saying we. Uh, I think Madison sixty mils rejected in the summer from. I think it was, but I think it's from Newcastle, and I think quite a few clubs are doing that to Newcastle, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Just keep bumping it. See, how, yeah. basically, just see how high, how much money you get off the cash cow. Um, mm. uh City found this when they first got yeah. a load of money. People just go, oh, you're the rich ones. Let's go. Let's go. Mm. It depends on what I mean. The other side of it is it depends on what you want the midfield to do. Mm. If you want to play a two man midfield, then you have to go out and buy at least one six minimum. If you want to revert back to a four three three, you you need an engine room. You don't. Madison wouldn't be the one, or Telemans. Telemans are probably more than Madison, but you know that type of player. Not saying it has to be Yuri Telemans or it has to be. Madison, but if you want to revert back to a four-three-three, you need to rebuild the engine room and, and the functionality of what the midfield needs to do and what it needs to offer you. Yeah. So, um, and it's not so, as if th- those players aren't—they're not yeah, unique well. players. There, there's quite a lot of those type of players around yes. the continent. It's, it's just a case of finding the right one who's about to do something. Yeah, it's all like you a know? Madison would we'll, we'll probably see if we're going to stick to this four-two-three-one. Yeah, because he can play more of the, more as a ten, or they're not wide players. You know what I mean? Because it's a bit yeah. more. It's Harvey more Barnes could be worth a visit, but depending on. I mean, the, the other thing is, you have to look at Leicester, and the reason why there people are looking at Leicester is because people know the financial status to Leicester, are in. Mm. and you also can see the league table. Yeah, they might climb up out of it, but you might have players with itchy feet come January. You know, it looks it that looks like we don't know. squad that, that's another club that looks like it's got a bit Cooper Myers Atlanta, yeah. Uh Dylan's mentioned him a few times. I've seen okay. him I've seen him mentioned before. Enzo Fernandez is one who's definitely gonna catch the eye. But I honestly believe that he's need, he needed this move to Benfica to play week in, week out in a league that isn't up there. That he can really develop his game in Europe. It's a completely different thing to be playing when you're coming into Europe for the first time. If you're thrust into Europe in the, 
at the top end of the Premier League and the top end of the Champions League and expected to come in and hit the ground running straight away for a 21-year-old. There's another one who's a Uruguayan, and his name escapes me at the minute, but seen a lot of talk about him, and I'll find it for the next time I'm on. But the other thing is, touch wood, all things go well. You know, we get the result we need in the next two games to qualify for the Champions League. As it stands, Juventus are out of the Champions League. Barca aren't guaranteed I don't Champions think League. Of, so that's where you also might have a look in January. Is there will be some clubs that will have banked on Champions League knockout stages yeah. financially. Well, Barcelona Barca, definitely did. And if they, yeah. if they can't and get it. talking about Sangare as well. Sangare signed a new contract uh PSV mm. in the summer. But the thing is with Again, no, no Sangare is you it's not just that you don't know what kind of buyout has been inserted into those con- into his contract that allows him to leave. I think when mm. when you see a lot of players, yeah, Winston, Weston McKenney would be an interesting shout. But you see a lot of players when they sign extensions to their contracts, they'll insert clauses that if X Y Z club, yeah, in, uh, you know, come in for me, I can go at a a certain fee. You know, but it's not as if there isn't players out there. I mean, I'm deliberately not mentioning Bellingham because whether we're in the race for him or not, or wherever he decides to go and play, he was silk again tonight. He was really good. You know, but I mean, the more even the more if you did, if Liverpool do pay for the money for him, which is the rumours, hundred and thirty odd million. That doesn't solve yeah. all your problems. So far from it. it. It solves one. It solves part of your problem, but you still need other areas fulfilling. And yeah, am I convinced Liverpool are going to spend three hundred million in, in, in a summer? That's I'm him, HM Lugarde, and yeah, apparently so. he's really highly rated. Um, well, Paul, you're Paul Smith is in the chat there, and you're quick enough to put put out names that we shouldn't sign X, Y, and Z player. We shouldn't sign this guy. We shouldn't sign that guy. Throw some names in the players that you want to sign then, because it's easy to shout the shit from sidelines and say who you don't want. Tell me who you do want. Yeah, I agree with Kev. The Jude chat is a bit tired at this stage now, yeah. I mean, look, the other thing is with uh, the Jude chat is if he doesn't have a Liverpool, I'm not convinced he will. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll yeah. happily be wrong on this. But all I've heard from reliable journalists that you read is Liverpool are interested in him. But guess what? Who the hell isn't? Who, uh, who isn't? That's like, you know, you and me could say that. You know, United are interested, City are interested in Chelsea are interested in him. All top clubs are interested in him. But no one knows if a fee's agreed or that. Yeah. The only people who say a fee's agreed Look, is people who did on Twitter. And it's, it's up to you. Do you want to be honest, right? If, and it's a big if, but it makes sense if Madrid go for him. And the yep. reason it makes sense if Madrid go for him is purely and simple. They want, they've already started to phase out their midfield. They've started to phase out. They phase out Casemiro. They'll look to phase out Modric or Cruz. In and I wouldn't be surprised if they phase both out next year. Get pay the big money. They're never. They're not signing Mbappe. They're not interested in this summer. Sign Bellingham, and then the following summer, look at Haaland. One big signing every window. Going back to the Flor- what Florentino Perez used to do when he was signing a Galactico every year. Do you know? I just think that it kind of makes the most. If you stand back and look at it from a non-partisan point of view, 
that actually makes the world the more sense. If you're looking at a midfield three of Chumaney, Bellingham, plus one of Valverde and the other guy, what's his name? Camavinga. And then you've got a couple of kids who are coming through. That's six midfielders there. You know, they don't need, if, if they could get another year out of Benzema, the others that are around him will be that year older. So yeah. it, it, it just, it's when you stand back and you look at it, it's screaming Madrid. It really is. The only other one that could put their two pence worth in would be Man City if they decide to part ways with Bernardo Silva or and or Kevin De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. I just think that for Liverpool to do something like that, you'd have to compromise so much elsewhere that in the long term, as much as I, and I think this guy's silk, he is so good. You know, but I honestly think that it would just compromise everything else that you want to do that's needed to be done. You know, to be to give yourself an ability, a chance to compete, I just think it would be way too much. Yeah, Cole is a good one. Asiel saying if, if you had a choice of Jude Alexis McAllister signed a new contract extension yesterday. Kone, all right. Enzo Fernandez, good. Lefay, never heard of. Yeah. There's players so, out there all the time. Yeah. So what would you do, Kev, if. If you had the money, would you do Jude or do four squad options? Four squad options all day, every day, twice on Sunday. Mm. When you look at the the players who are going to be leaving and who need to be phased out, and you need to have uncomfortable discussions around Thiago being one. Mm-hmm. Fabinho needs to there needs to be a conversation around Fabinho. Milner will be gone. Ox will be gone. Naby will be gone. Bobby, there's a conversation to be had around. We've got way too much to do. Way too much. In, yeah, in, I mean, in two windows, I think you need to, you really need to be doing. Do you, see, four, three, four years ago, the thirty million pound player is now a fifty million pound player, mm-hmm. and you, we need to be doing three or four of them. Yeah, but unless Liverpool try and do what they with Thiago is, and if the scout is as good as they as they believe it is. Um, you look for those players with those contract clauses. You have the likes of, I'm not saying Madison as such, but just to no. give an example, Madison Kevin and shouting there for Frankie de Jong, and it's not mm. beyond the realms of possibility. Look, I think he will move, it's just a case he'll move on his terms. It's just going to be a case of where he wants to go. Yeah. And I'm, I'd be ne- you can imagine that Virgil will be in his ear, you know, if you want to play at the top level. And you're only going to have a chance to play for Klopp for the next three years. Players of that ilk, same with Bellingham, would be, you know, definitely one that the player decides where he wants to go. Mm. Yeah. So, but the point I was making is, if you did go big on someone like a Bellingham, and I'm not saying we will, but say or someone of that ilk, you know, hundred million pound midfielder, then the club have to do what they used to be good at, which is. Finding players who year left the contracts and coming up who are good players, yeah, you know, that can be your squad options, you know, they don't have to all be world beaters, and that's sort of the happy medium which Liverpool have kind of moved away from from both at the moment. But listen, look, it's um, guys, 10 past 11, Kev. Past yeah, 11. I mean, we got a lot of games to play between now and the time the end of the World Cup, you know, even yeah, when but... the World Cup finishes and the January window opens, I think there's a volume of games there again, so 
Yeah, because we've got three, we've got three league games, haven't we? Before the before the World Cup, yeah. uh, two Champions Leagues and one League Cup. Uh, I think the TV fixtures. I think we've done quite well with the TV fixtures. I think they've actually spaced ours out quite nicely. In the I haven't seen, mate. To be fair, I think I, we I, played I box. Seen. I think we played Boxing Day, and then our games been moved to the 30th of December, and then we play again to the 2nd of December. So we've got at least a two three day gap between. Every yeah, that's about the only game. game I won't be able to see 2nd of January. Yeah. Oh well. I will. Yeah, I will I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's Mrs. Birthday, so it's like that, oh, well. it's my yeah. sacrifice. You, you know the rule, mate. Happy wife, happy life. Exactly. There we go. Right on that happy note, uh, we'll make a move. So, rest of the week, uh, meeting you again tomorrow, mate. With Matt. and ho- yeah, Matt as well, hopefully. So we'll do full time reds. There'll probably be a viewer's voice, and then on Thursday it's going to be yourself, Luke. I think we're an Oscar, aren't we, from All Leeds TV? And yeah. be, I'm sure we'll have somebody else. We'll have someone else. And then full-time Reds on Saturday, which are, I think is you and Matt again. Yeah. So, yeah, you're I'm, going out having a social life. I'm out having a social life, getting drunk, and probably, hopefully, hoping Liverpool win, but yeah, we'll go from there. So, fingers crossed. Let's hope tomorrow, mate, we'll talk about a positive result for Liverpool, and we're in the next round of the Champions League. Till then, guys, thanks for watching. Speak to you soon. Good night. Podcast Network.